Hello, everyone. I'm Matthew Friedman, Matt F. The Oracle. Welcome to the Betting Pros Podcast brought to you by BetMGM, where you can get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000 when you use the highly original promo code BETTINGPROS with your first deposit. All right, here with me to talk NFL Week 11 Best Bets is Raheem Palmer of The Ringer, formerly of Action Network, where, uh, Raheem, I had the pleasure to work with you for a little bit. Uh, how's the season going? You know, Before we started recording, you were telling me about how you are moving slash living in Las Vegas right now. This is this is amazing. But how's the season going for you? Okay, so I mean, on one front, one front, um, the circle contest is kicking my ass. Like, like right yeah, now, yeah. picking picking five NFL sides against the spread is just not going well for me. But I mean, I've become the type of better to where. I really pick my spots in real life. Like when it comes to my actual hard earned money, I'm betting, I'm not yeah. betting, I'm not betting down the board. So, I mean, I'm making a lot of money, so I'm, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> That's awesome. So you are, you're living out there in Vegas right now, staying at uh, a hotel, not, not to name it. I'm not going to name it unless you want to give them the, uh, the, the yeah, I'm not, not going to name it. Yeah. We don't want people rolling up in the lobby being like, Hey, where, where's Raheem? Is Raheem the dream here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, so basically what happened was I came out here to sign up for the Circa and the Super Contest um, back in August, and then I just never went home. Like, I think I went home for four days, and then I came back for the Canelo GGG fight, and I just literally just been living in a hotel. Like, um, and it got so crazy because you're only supposed to stay in a hotel for 28 nights before you got to check out for one night because there's just some residency laws or whatever. Um I ended up staying at this one hotel for like 45 nights. <laughs> and then they was like, yo, you got to check out. Like, you really got to check out. So I checked out, went to another one, came back. But um, I think I found a place that I really like. I'm, I'm probably going to be moving. And I'm going to officially be a Las Vegas, Nevada resident soon. <laughs> you know, most people, when they go to Vegas and then never return home, they're dead. They're, they're buried in the desert somewhere. Uh, so <laughs> out of the two outcomes of going to Vegas and then never going back, uh, living and winning a whole bunch of money, that's the better outcome. So congratulations Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 been a, it's been incredible. I've been, I've been flying people out. Like, my mom came out last week for her birthday. Um, I got girls who, you know, kind of just want to come out here and hang out with me. So I've been having a good time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it sounds like you've been having more than a good time. I would, I would classify it as great time. And, uh, you know, week 11, we are, we're firmly now in the double digits of the NFL season. I think it's been uh, a fantastic season just in terms of a parody, you know, underdogs winning a lot. And, you know, that I think that tends to make for really interesting football games. You've got a lot of unders cashing, which isn't quite as interesting. People tend not to like the lower scoring games. But again, if you've got unders cashing, you tend to have more underdogs winning. And I think that makes for a lot of uh, exciting football games. So uh, excited to talk about this week 11 slate with you. And we're recording this on Thursday. This morning, I published on betting pros, my projected spreads for every game and, you know, several bets. I like Raheem, mm -hmm. you know, I know you've got some bets, so, uh, mm -hmm. we're going to do our best bets, uh, show here. And by the way, I should say, give a little plug for you. You do a great best bets pod for the ringer every Sunday morning. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the games that we like on the slate here. And first up for me, I'm looking at bears, at Falcons, uh, this number was three and a half uh, when I was uh, first on it. I believe it has moved to three across the market. Uh, I still like it. I still like it at that number. Uh, I have this projected at, let me see here, uh, Bears plus 0.75. So I still think on the key number of three, there's some value here, uh, you know, being able to bet this down. And, uh, you know, 
Arthur Smith, he's got like zero home field advantage. He's three and nine against the spread for his career at home. Uh, and, you know, really, I look at this on the field. It comes down to Justin Fields, who is just like transformed into like a 2019 Lamar Jackson type of force over the past five or six weeks. And I think the matchup of him going against the Falcons linebackers and cornerbacks uh, I think that really gives the Bears an edge. And the Falcons are yet to face a true dual threat quarterback this year. Uh, that's what they're getting in fields. And, you know, like fantasy football isn't the same as sports betting, but, you know, like there's some commonality. There's a frame of reference. And over the past month, fields is number one at the position and expected fantasy points, actual fantasy points and fantasy point over performance. Like he's just absolutely crushing. He ranks number one among all quarterbacks in carries rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. I think he has a massive edge against Rashawn Evans and Michael Walker at linebacker who are like thumpers. They're not like, they don't have the speed to catch fields in the open field. If he breaks out of the pocket, which we should expect to see him do multiple times in this game. Uh, and you know, the bears have a top 10 rush offense. Thanks primarily to fields. The Falcons are bottom 10 and run defense. And then, you know, he's no longer a net negative in the passing game either. Like he struggled last year. He struggled in weeks one through three, uh, had just 15 pass attempts per game uh, in the first three weeks of the season, 3.5 adjusted yards per attempt. But since then, since week four, he's been serviceable as a passer, 7.8 adjusted yards per attempt. That's like pretty decent and 23.1 pass attempts per game. Uh, the Falcons, it looks like they will have number one cornerback AJ Terrell coming back from his hamstring injury, uh, which you know he hasn't played since exiting week seven early. But like I think he's still going to be a little bit physically limited. And then number two cornerback Casey Hayward, uh, he's out with a shoulder injury. It doesn't look like he's close to returning. The Falcons are number 29 in defensive pass DVOA, number 30 in dropback success rate. Uh, even with Terrell, I think they're vulnerable. So I expect Phils to be able to do just enough against the corners and to do basically whatever he wants against the linebackers. And I think that should be enough to get the bears, the cover Raheem. I don't know if you have any opinions on this game. Yeah. I, I kind of struggle with this one. Um, just because I mean, the bears, I mean, they traded away some of their, you know, defensive pieces. Obviously yeah. Roquan Swift is gone. Um, but I do think that the Falcons are trending downward. I think they've, I mean, the market has kind of caught up with them. So if I had to go with a side, I definitely would go with the bears. Um, I was thinking about a plan in myself, but I think it might be ultimately be a stay away from you. Yeah, that's fair. And by the way, uh, I, I mean, I'm, it's not like I need to tell you this. Uh, I'm sure you feel free to disagree with me whenever you want. Because uh, I, I mean, you know, you are a a sharp sports better. And I, I got to say, I remember, uh, you know, when I was at Action, uh, you know, looking for contributors and you sent uh, an email in and like, it was just like, okay, this guy, we got to get, we got to mm -hmm. get this guy. Like your, your stuff was so sharp. So uh, it's awesome to have you on the show and getting your opinions. And you do have an opinion on Cowboys at the Vikings and uh, this, this game, you know, like people, you know, and I would say like more like the mainstream media with the Vikings beating the bills last week and the way that they did it and all of like the fake power rankings systems that people have, like not like actual power ratings, but like, Hey, uh, I'm looking at this team and they have an eight and one win loss record. So I got to put them at the top after they just beat the bills. I, I don't want to say that, like the Vikings are fake, but like they're not up to the level of the eight and one record that they have. And you see that by the fact that they are at home where they have a pretty strong home field advantage and the Cowboys are still favored in this game. What are your thoughts here? 
Okay, I mean, first things first. When I looked at this line, I was like, how could the Cowboys be favorite? Um, and, you know, it was kind of confusing to me first, but once I dig, dug into the numbers, it made perfect sense. I mean, you're looking at a Vikings team, which has won seven straight games by one possession. Last year, this was a team who they couldn't win one possession games. Now you got regression <laughs> to the mean all the way on the opposite end. I mean, this is an 8-1 team that has a Pythagorean Pythagorean expectation of just 5.4 wins. And, you know, when you get away from the numbers, one of the first things that stands out is that Kirk Cousins, he struggles against pressure. He has a 66 passer rate against pressure and just a 42% completion percentage against pressure. So last week, you look at the Dallas Cowboys, which is my team. Um, you know, I mean, excuse my me. Too. My too. I'm <laughs> my you, team. I'm with you there. Yeah. They're my team, but I'm loyal to my bankroll first and foremost. And <laughs> one of the things that the Cowboys do is they get pressure. Um, they're one of the best in the league with Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. Micah Parsons last week, for whatever reason, they had him dropping back in coverage, which was a mistake. They won't have him doing that this week. Their third in pressure rate, second – no, excuse me, third in ESPN's pass rush win rate, second in passer rate, um, pressure rate. So they're going to be able to get some pressure on this Vikings team. And – one of the big things that you see is that left tackle, Christian Darisaw, he's out. He's in concussion protocol. If he's not playing, Kirk Cousins is in trouble. And you look at the Vikings defense, I think they're a bit overrated. 29th in opponent yards per pass attempt. I really like the Cowboys in this game. I think they win this one going away. I just I just think this is a really bad matchup for the Vikings, and I think that one-score regression really comes back to haunt them. And one thing I will say is that when you look at the Vikings the last couple games, they were down 10 points in the fourth quarter to the Commanders. It took kind of a miracle for them to beat the Cardinals. Um, you look at their, their game against the Dolphins. That was a losable game for them as well. And then last week, they're down 17 points against the Bills. Like I mean, they, they lose that game. And I think the perception of these teams is completely different. The Cowboys were up 14 to the Packers and kind of just blew it. So as long as Dak Prescott doesn't turn the ball over, I think this is a game where they dominate. And then also remember, Cooper Rush went into Minnesota last last year with this Cowboys team and beat them outright. So I, I love it. Yeah, I got to say, I have it projected right now um, at <clears throat> Dallas favored by one. But like the things that, I know aren't taken into account in my projections, the possibility of Christian Derrissaw not starting in this game. And you're right. Like he didn't practice yesterday. He's in the concussion protocol. Uh, very good chance. He is not active for this game. And then, you know, the issue with the, the Cowboys last week, Anthony Barr was out. Uh, and so because he wasn't able to play in that off ball linebacker position, they did shift Micah Parsons back to linebacker, which I, I agree with you. Total strategic mistake by the Cowboys. Like Micah Parsons, you, you want him on the edge rushing the passer as much as you can. Anthony Barr has returned to practice. He practiced yesterday. He practiced today. I think a very good chance that he returns. And with that, we see Micah Parsons going back to more of a pure edge rusher, which, I mean, like, that is worth a lot to the Cowboys. And so if I'm taking that into account, it's probably still pretty close to me. But if I'm leaning in a direction, it's the Cowboys at that point. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, a game that um, – that has really caught my eye. Patriots hosting the Jets here. And uh, I'm looking at the market right now. And this has, uh, you know, kind of floated around between three, three and a half uh, at BetMGM right now. This number is three. And that is, you know, kind of like the best number that you can get out there. And, and by the way, obviously, BetMGM, the risk-free bet of up to $1,000 when you use the promo code BETTINGPROS with your first deposit. Uh, 
I like, I mean, it feels dirty to say that I, I like the Patriots in this spot because I don't really have a lot of faith in Mac Jones, but uh, I do like the Patriots in this spot. And, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, in week eight, we saw last year what they were able to do to Zach Wilson, uh, who is, you know, when pressured, a very inconsistent passer. And the Patriots were minus three on the road against the Jets in week eight. They won 22 to 17. Uh, even though they've lost by only five points, they trailed uh, by 12 entering the final two minutes. Uh, really at no point in the fourth quarter did it feel like they were a significant threat. And now the Patriots are at home and they're still favored by just three, you know, again, against Wilson and uh, against the Patriots, uh, you know, for his career, 53.6% completion rate, 4.1 adjusted yards per attempt, uh, seven sacks for 53 yards lost. I mean, that that's bad without Brees Hall. Uh, you know, they don't have the explosiveness in the running game to help them and their bottom six and passing offense and the Patriots number one against the pass and drop back EPA and drop back success rate. Uh, I think Wilson has a mediocre at best showing against the Patriots. And I think that is enough at the key number three to make me take the Patriots. Uh, Raheem, any opinions on this game here? I absolutely love this game. And this is this is a pick that I actually wanted to take. Um, for me, look, the Patriots have beat the Jets 13 times in a row. And Zach Wilson, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, Zach Wilson against Bill Belichick might be one of the biggest mismatches you'll ever see. And one of the things that the reason why this game stood out to me particularly is because when you look at their first matchup, the Patriots were on a road. What were they laying? They were laying three points. Yeah. Now they come back home and they're laying three points. So from a math standpoint, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I just think Zach Wilson is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Now this Jets defense, they, they can cause some problems for Mac Jones, but with the Patriots on a bye week, I'm trusting that Bill Belichick has been able to put something together to, yeah. to help Mac Jones regain form. So I, I really like the Patriots in this matchup. I'm actually going to take this one myself. Love it. I love it. We're on the same side here. <clears throat> All right. Another game that has caught my eye, uh, Lions plus three at the Giants. And uh, I bet this in the look ahead market at plus four. Uh, here, here comes a plug. Logged it in the betting pros app where you can sync up with sports books, get free betting advice, picks, track different experts, track line movement, track your own bets. And you know, you can get sports betting alerts. We monitor all the major sports books so you can see which book is offering the best line on a bet at any given moment. So download the app today in the Apple or Google Play Store. Lions at the Giants. Uh, the Giants, I mean, not entirely fake. Like, obviously, uh, a lot of respect for uh, Brian Dable and what he's been able to, to get out of, I think, a rather talent-deficient roster, especially with all the wide receiver issues they've had and a ton of respect for Saquon Barkley, who, you know, very much in the running to be comeback player of the year, uh, you know, depending on the sports book you're looking at, you know, favored, uh, you know, tight race with Geno Smith. I think he probably deserves to be comeback player of the year. Uh, but, you know, to me... Looking at this game here, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to say like Dan Campbell, like as an underdog, you just auto bet him. But, you know, we have seen the Lions be strong as underdogs and be able to cover. And the on-field matchup, this Lions offensive line against the Giants defensive line. In our internal fantasy pros unit power rankings, the Lions offensive line has a massive edge over the Giants here. And who are without uh, edge rusher Aziz Ojolare, by the way. Um you know, in my personal rankings, I have the Lions as the number one offensive line in the league, uh, and they're top four in adjusted sack rate and adjusted line yards. The Giants' defensive line is outside the top 20 
in both of those metrics. I think in the trenches, whether it's, you know, pass protecting for Jared Goff, whether it's clearing running lanes for Jamal Williams, I think they're able to control the line of scrimmage. And so as underdogs, I do like their chances to keep this game close. Uh, Raheem, do you have any opinion on this? Okay, this one's tough for me just because historically Jared Goff in cold weather is, I mean, he's just an That's a fair fan. point. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just – and when you looked at that game against the Bears, that wasn't a game where they should have won. I mean, it, well, look, the Bears kind of coughed that game away. I mean, you had the turnover – you had the, the penalty-driven drive, and then you had the pick six. And then the Bears come back and score right away, and they missed the extra point. So you have the Lions on their second straight road game. And I do expect there to be sharp money on the Lions here, but I just don't think the sharp money on the – fading this Giants team has worked out. For whatever reason, they just seem to be able to pull a rabbit out of a hat. And, you know, we spoke about the Minnesota Vikings being lucky. This Giants team is very lucky. But for some reason, they have a little bit of magic that's just going for them. And I just think they're going to be able to run the ball on this Lions team. They should be able to score. So I'm going to personally stay away from this one. Um, A lot of people know who – people have followed me at the ringer, I actually have a 10 to one d- division bet on the giants. And with the Eagles faltering a little bit, I'm, I'm kind of hoping it gets there. So I'm just going to be a fan from the sidelines. Yeah. I mean, so again, you said you're more loyal to, to your, uh, your bankroll than your team. So uh, the giants and the Cowboys, I mean, there's a chance it could come down to, to those two for the division title. And yeah, that'll be interesting there, but uh, okay. One game you have your eye on man. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Colts at the Eagles. And so at this time last week, uh, everyone was lining up, myself included, lining up to dogpile on the Colts, total clown show of an organization, you know, hiring a head coach who has no head coaching experience uh, in the NFL or in in college, uh, has never been on a college or NFL staff, uh, an offensive play caller uh, who's never called plays at any level, and a, uh, a sixth-round, second-year quarterback with two career starts to his name and very mediocre production in Sam Ellinger. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, Matt Ryan comes back in. Uh, Jeff Saturday doesn't look like a total clown. And the Colts, uh, the Colts win, you know, against Las Vegas. And all of a sudden, the Colts seem uh, much better maybe than they really are. And you have the Eagles losing prime time uh against uh you know the washington commanders uh at home and all of a sudden it's like oh man this line which you know a week ago in the look ahead market was around 10 maybe even 10 and a half and it has come down 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 seven seven and a half six and a half it hit at one point in certain books so raheem looking at the colts at the eagles what are your thoughts here my f- thoughts are that the biggest thing is that I like the Colts in this matchup. I mean, first things first, Jalen Hurts, 5-10 and 10 against the spread on a career on the road. 2-6 and six as a road favorite, including 1-3 and three this season. Um, so, I mean, the trends don't point in the direction of the Eagles. Um, but one thing I'll say is that, you know, that look-ahead line, it was with Ellinger. It wasn't with Matt yeah. Ryan. And, yep. you know, you add Matt Ryan to the mix, and I think it changes a lot. I mean, you have a Colts team who basically kind of, I mean, they punted away their season, and they still have a chance of winning, which was, you know, it's kind of misfortunate. I understand it just because you can't continue this merry-go-round of quarterbacks over and over and over again. You kind of got to get a guy that you think is just going to be there for the next five, ten years or so. But when I look at this matchup, 
the Colts have a little edge, and I think that's with the Eagles' run defense. They're 32nd in rushing success rate, 31st in rushing EPA per play. Now, I know they brought in Ndamukongsu, but I just don't know if he's going to be available this week and, and, and be in football shape. Yeah. I mean, when you, look at, when you look at what the Texans did, they ran all over, ran all over them, 168 yards, 5.3 yards per carry. When you look at what the commanders did on Monday night, 152 yards, I mean, it's just they they made things easier for themselves, putting them putting themselves in short yardage situations. And yep. the, the Eagles are going to be without Jordan Davis. So I think the way Jonathan Taylor is is running right now, you saw he ran, ran well against the Raiders. I think they can continue that this week. And you look at the Eagles, they lost cornerback Avante Maddox to a hamstring injury. This is a team that's on a short – they're on a short week. So I, I just think this Colts team at home – they can kind of keep this game close. And I just think they're going to be playing for Jeff Saturday. This is going to be Jeff Saturday's first home game as a coach. And the one thing you can say about this Colts team is that they're still good defensively. I know they've struggled offensively, but I just think defensively they can kind of hold this team out. And you got Dallas, um, um, got Dallas Goddard out. Um, AJ Brown was a little nicked up. So yeah. I just think this is too many points. I think this is a coach team that was really respected within the sharp markets coming into this season. A lot of people took them to win the division. A lot of people even took them to win the Super Bowl. And because they had that rough start, I think they're being a little bit undervalued here. So I'm going to take the Colts. Yeah. So my, my gut instinct, um, you know, just thinking about this, so it's like, okay, we've got the drop from 10 and a half. Now we're at six and a half. It's like, oh, this is, this has gone too far, but you're right. That look ahead number was Ellinger, the early line that came out on Sunday that did include Matt Ryan, but hadn't taken into account the Eagles primetime Monday night football the next night losing at home. That line on Sunday, uh, the early line was eight and a half. Uh, and so, you know, a, a two point in theory, a two point move from Ellinger to Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's worth more than, than just a two point upgrade yeah. from, from Ellinger, you know, even mm. even taking into account that you're going through the key number of 10. I think he's still worth more than that. Uh, and so, you know, even though my gut is six and a half by low on the Eagles, uh, I'm looking at the numbers and I have this projected exactly at six and a half. You know, and so it's six and a half at Bet MGM right now. It's seven at DraftKings. And, you know, if you are on the Colts on this side, um, you know, getting it on the key number seven, I, I think there's probably value there. Um, all right. One one more game here. Uh, the Bengals at the Steelers. And this line has continued to move down a little bit. Uh, I believe at some books it did hit three and a half. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking now three and a half at Bet MGM. And so like, I'm on, I'm on the wrong side of, of the market here. You know, I, I bet this first at four and a half thinking it might move up and it, it's moved against me. So, you know, the, the market is talking, maybe I should listen to it, but I just, I gotta say, I still, I still like in this spot, the, uh, the Bengals here. Um, and, uh, you know, Joe Burrow on the road, 13 and seven uh, against the spread for his career, including the postseason, and the matchup here, I do still like, even without Jamar Chase, I like the pass offense for the Bengals against the pass defense for the Steelers. Uh, expecting Jamar Chase to be out, uh, you know, he hasn't returned to practice. I don't think he's particularly close. Maybe next week he's able to play. But even without him, the Bengals, I think they're still pretty strong uh, in the receiving unit. 
T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon. That's a pretty good quartet of pass catchers. And for the seasons, the Bengals are solidly above average in the passing game, number eight in uh, DVOA, uh, number five in dropback EPA, number six in dropback success rate. The Steelers' defense has been average at best uh, against the pass. And on top of that, Last week, they were without Akilah Witherspoon, without William Jackson, without Minka Fitzpatrick. And, you know, since then, Jackson has been placed on IR. Uh, and Witherspoon and Fitzpatrick, they didn't practice yesterday. I need to, you know, check to see if they practice today. But there's a chance that they both miss this game. In week one, the Bengals lost to the Steelers by just three points. And overtime, even though Joe Burrow committed five turnovers, right? Just absolutely unreal. Four interceptions and a lost fumble. But last year, the Bengals dominated 24 to 10, 41 to 10 against the Steelers. And I don't think Burrow's going to turn the ball over five times this week. Just just a guess. So I think the I, I think the passing game, even without Chase, is still going to have success against the Steelers. So the Bengals at minus four, minus three and a half. The market's moving against me, but I I, I hate I hate being in the situation of like being hubristic enough to say like the market's wrong and I'm right because normally that's not the case, you know, but I think in this situation, the market is buying a little too much into the return of TJ Watt and what he might be able to do against this offensive line. Yeah, he's great. Um, but he's just one guy. And, uh, you know, the Bengals coming off of the buy they have time to prepare for this. So I'm I'm on the Bengals here at minus three and a half minus four. Raheem, do you have a position on this game? If you're going against me, uh, I, I might as well just buy out of this position right now. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably not even touching this game. This is a tough yeah. one for me because my motto actually makes this game Bengals minus five, minus six in that area. Yes. But, I mean, this is what they the guys in action call a rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot, 49-28 yeah. against the spread as an underdog. I mean, we all know how he performs as a home underdog. But I just think all the all the reasons you listed. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick did return to practice today, um, but we're not sure. They said he's they're not sure if he's going to play, but he did practice today. But it's just uh, this is just a tough one. I mean, the Bengals are missing two of their top tackles, um, and you know Najee Harris has struggled, but I, I think he could he could show some life in this game. And it's just I I just think there's better spots. I mean, I I probably would be looking towards Pittsburgh just because of Tomlin's record as an underdog, but I think a lot of the football reasons point to taking the Bengals here. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I normally on the, like Mike Tomlin is an underdog. Love it. Tomlin is a home underdog for me. It's almost always just a blind auto bet, but like yeah. I do, I do build into my projections, um, you know, home field, like particular tendencies at home, uh, and, you know, doing well as an underdog, like that is built into it. So like, it, like my model knows that Tomlin as a home underdog tends to crush. And like you, I still have this projected at five and a half. So yeah. uh, I hate, I hate going against Tomlin at home, but this just feels like a spot where the Steelers are maybe getting a little too much love. Uh, one show that I didn't, uh, one, uh, game, not in the outline, but I, I want to mention, uh, Raiders Broncos, uh, I'm showing value on the Raiders, but man, it's such a hard team to bet. And, and by the way, I got to do the plug. Speaking of the Raiders, we're giving away a free signed Josh Jacobs Raiders jersey from Pristine Auction. If you want a chance to win it, subscribe to the Betty Pros YouTube channel right now and comment below on the video. We announce a winner on the channel in a future episode. So turn on those notifications. Raheem, the Raiders, like in theory, there's value on this team, but it is just so disgusting. Uh, I, I don't know if I can bet it. Do you have any thoughts on Raiders at Broncos? 
Ooh, this is this one's uglier than a masterpiece sneaker, as I always say. Um, I, I just I, I'm struggling with this one. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. I had the Colts last week. Um, it's just I've sworn off the Raiders. This is a team who's blown multiple 17 point leads last this this year, and then the the the, the Broncos can't score. So it's just like the Broncos, even with their solid defense, I, I think they're averaging 15, 16 points a game. To me, I think the play is on a Raven on a, on a Raiders teaser. Like, how? I mean, can you really really see this Broncos team really covering nine points in a teaser? So, I think <laughs> no. if, if I had to, if I had to, if I had to go with any direction, I think that's where I go. Okay, yeah. So that I I think that feels right. It feels I mean disgusting to have any investment on the Raiders, but if you're going to do it. Teasing it feels right because it is in that that classic Wong zone where uh, you're you're getting some value here. So I can I can see it. I love it. All right, Raheem, thanks for joining us. Tell the people where to follow you on social and to find all your work. Um, you know, pleasure to have me. Thanks for having me on. Um, you can find me on the Ringer Gambling Show. Um, we do a Ringer Gambling podcast multiple times a week. Myself, John Jaskrimski, House East Coast Bias. I'm also on with House. Um, you can catch me um, every Sunday. I do my top five NFL contest picks. They're not going too well right now. So if you want to fade, feel right to fade. But I mean, we cover NBA, NFL, um, little boxing too. Um, myself and Kevin Clark. You see, they just announced um, Ryan Garcia is going to be fighting. Um, Tank Davis in the spring. So we're definitely going to be covering that. You can find me on Twitter. I am Rostradamus. Um, those of you familiar with Nas, it's one of my favorite rappers. So, um, and then you got to have the Rostra, Rostradamus angle. So um, that's what it is. All right, Raheem, it's awesome catching up with you. Uh, he's Raheem Palmer. I'm Matthew Freeman, Matthew Oracle. Check out Betting Pros and Fantasy Pros for all of my work. Best bets, player props, fantasy favorites, player projections and rankings, and more. If you like the show, please rate and review on your favorite podcast app. That's going to do it for the Week 11 Best Bets edition of the Betting Pros Pod. Thanks for tuning in. Good luck and see you next episode.